I think, I think that again, I think that's fascinating really that it that it is different regionally. Like, um, that I suppose that you always, I, I always get the feeling when I talk to like we've got like British clients or American clients that there's more of an excitement around a technology coming out. Whereas when I've talked to over in, like the Asian side, it's been more of a oh, there's a new technology coming out. We need to sort of like well, let's make sure what this is before we start. Um, like throwing everything at it. Uh, yeah. So have you found that like now within like the bigger companies, have you found that like secure, like cybersecurity teams are actually having almost divisions, the wrong word, but are they having like a team of people who are now just purely cloud based and they're the ones they need to, they're like cloud security team. Um, yeah. Has that been like a new introduction, intro- like as they've been introduced? recently yeah. or do you, has that been like is it quite recent or is it has that been a sort of a, a stepped approach that you've found i think it is quite recent i mean again going back to like 2016 let's call it 2016 to 2019 mm-hmm. vast majority of the customers that we interacted with we were talking to the cloud teams not the security teams the use cases that we were tackling were very much security related, let's say like 80 to 90% of what we were doing was security problems or tackling security problems. But the security teams in those days were still a little bit more traditional. When you went to talk to those security teams, the things that they would ask you about is like, well, well, where's my AWS firewall? You know, because that's what they're used to. Or they're wondering about, you know, where's my AWS uh, endpoint security solution? And where's my like AWS VPC threat detection module and things like that. Because, you know, I I think historically, a lot of security teams come from networking. And so there's always been this kind of heavy emphasis. And if you rewind, like to the beginning of my technology career in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, a lot of the time, the first name that was on people's list around security was one of the big firewall vendors. And so that has been for a long time, one of the leading cybersecurity constructs. So coming back to your question, you know, I think it's only in the kind of last four years, 2019 to the present, that we've started to see security teams either have people get trained up on cloud so that they understand the full breadth of what cloud security really entails, or cloud cloud teams have people that have migrated over onto a security specialization. And so now you do, to your point, you do see these specialized cloud security teams. But I don't think they're the majority yet. Like I think within these larger enterprises that have, let's say, tens of, if not hundreds of people within the organization tasked with security, yes, there you will see it. But on smaller teams, you know, smaller, let's say mid-market, 500-person organization, unless it's a born-in-the-cloud digital native that specifically allocates headcount towards this, it's not that common yet. So we still see a lot of kind of separation of cloud from security or we see teams that are all wrapped together, you know, it's cloud and IT and security all wrapped up in in one team at smaller organizations. Right. Yeah, that I, I, that's why they that I thought I was getting ready that it is it's not the common thing at the moment. It's it's still building, it's still going because obviously like now to like to API security, I mean that it's such an, a massive attack surface that yeah. I bet the majority of the companies that you work with must it's it's almost like um, so vast that they don't they almost don't know where to start. And, and I yeah. suppose is that is that what you as a as a company is that is that where you're taking them really is to take them on that journey that gives them a start point and then to build from there, or is it 
yeah. have you got a different approach? No, it very much is kind of building from a starting point of understanding what the problems are, right? And to some extent, it kind of mirrors those early days of cloud security in the sense that, you know, you start with that visibility and you start with kind of pulling together a list of APIs and then, you know, people tend to be, okay, now what? I've got this list, what do I do with it? And then you've got kind of that secondary function of like assessment. And by the way, like all of this process has kind of been encapsulated now into the, um, I'll say like insert asterisk here, SPM, security posture management. And you're seeing, you know, a whole wave of companies that are like, we're data security posture management, identity security posture management. And really what it means is like, get visibility, build an inventory, I, I uh, ideally that's a self-updating real-time inventory. So you've got some kind of ongoing scanning mechanism to update, you know, new API came online, old API went offline, et cetera, that kind of change. Um, but then assess that and help to prioritize. So that's one of the problems that is pretty typical also on the cloud security side, you know, the, the same organizations that don't have visibility, once you give them that inventory, they're like, oh crap, this is way too much stuff for us to, to wrap our heads around and deal with. It's a little bit lower scale on the API side for a lot of organizations right now. They don't have quite as many APIs as they have, let's say, infrastructure assets in their cloud environments. But it is to your question, you know, it is very much like, okay, I've got that visibility. We can do some assessment work what do we really need to worry about with API security? And so to that end, you know, we've been doing a lot of work on, um, you know, doing research on the different topics relative to API security. Uh, we've just finished up like an analysis of kind of 10 years of data that we've um, scraped together. We On the bottom of our website, you can find this API data breach tracker uh, where we track all of the publicly disclosed either breaches or um, disclosures from security researchers around APIs. And, you know, there's a, there's a couple common threads that you can pull out of there. So when we go talk to customers, we try to help them understand either on like, you know, taking one of those as a use case or as a case study um, or on kind of some of the thematic things that we've been able to pull out of there. But, you know, for instance, people don't understand that the biggest risks around APIs are not, you know, the network exposure uh, or the fact that an API exists or is sitting on a, a public network or exposed to the internet, it's the fact that you're not doing authorization very well, or that you're not authorizing server side on every API call. You know, decoupling the security model from client to server is actually not a very good construct on APIs because guess what? You know, hackers, if they're going after their API, they're not going to go through your client they're going to go after it programmatically. They're going to go after it through Postman. They're going to write their own code to attack your API. So it really comes down to a lot of kind of application constructs for the most part. And that's been very much an educational process, working with a lot of customers to, to kind of identify the risks in both API security at large, and then within their specific API security, their specific API implementations. It's been a lot of fun though, I have to say, and I've learned a lot myself along the way. 